हेलो हाय एवरीवन वेलकम टू गाइडिंग वॉइस पॉडकास्ट सीरीज द गाइडिंग वॉइस फॉर अ बेटर फ्यूचर दिस पॉडकास्ट इज टू हेल्प स्टूडेंट्स एंड यंग प्रोफेशनल्स टू शेप देयर कैरियर्स थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन दिस इज नवीन एंड आई एम विद माय कोहोस्ट सुधाकर डियर लिसनर्स इन दिस एपिसोड वी आर प्रेजेंटिंग यू ए स्ट्रेटजिक टॉपिक हाउ बिजनेसेस मेक डिसीजंस in technology investments and its impact on roles and thereby jobs this is a strategic topic and is something which typically happens behind the scenes and the leaders get to work on it after spending some time in their careers and this is an excellent opportunity for all our listeners irrespective of their career stage to get to know something very very important and which will help them grow as a future leader to make us understand various aspects of this business strategy we are excited to have prasad with us today prasad mopidevi is working as a cto of a leading bank in the middle east driving digital transformation and other key it initiatives in his illustrious career prasad has been associated with some of the major corporates like PricewaterhouseCoopers IBM TCS at various capacities in addition to his formal education which is masters in science and pgdba prasad also holds certifications in IBM cloud space ITIL cobit and togaf when prasad is not traveling which is rare prasad loves to mentor and coach the professionals on overall business strategy thank you prasad for joining us today and we really appreciate your valuable time yeah hi sudhakar and navin it's my pleasure to join and uh, i look forward to our discussion thank you prasad without further ado let us jump into your view of the business world so let's start from the basics what do you mean by business strategy meaning how does it impact the business decisions yeah sure to many of us business strategy is a vague concept but to very simply define uh, in the words of kotler uh, business strategy is uh, is driven from vision which is closely linked to mission and then the tactics that business use vision is is somewhere that a business or an organization or a culture that that they want to get to in the future and uh, strategy is something basically mission follows vision where they decide on what do, do they need to get there right and strategy is about how do you get there and uh, achieve that vision all these are closely related and tactics are the short term things that uh, the business will do to achieve the strategy so if we take an example vision is something like you have you hear organizations which say i want to achieve 30 billion by uh, us dollar revenue by 2030 that could be vision mm-hmm. strategy is what do i do to get to that vision right and how i will get there is the mission that i will establish for the organization tactic would be okay now i defined that vision a while back but now covid has happened so how do i adjust my strategy in order to take some short term actions so that i can still achieve my 
vision or do i go and refine my vision right those would be the tactics so that's in a nutshell what strategy is and very closely linked to vision and mission that's very simply put uh, prasad i think uh, our uh, listeners will have great appreciation of this the interlinkage between vision mission strategy and how tactics play into this overall game thank you moving on to the next level so at organizational level we have all these things defined why should the employees you know at various levels be appreciative of this overall business strategy of the company or say their business unit yeah that's a very good question uh, typically when we pass out of college uh, we think that strategy is for the top people in the organization but it is very important for every employee or even for students who will be employees in the future to understand the organization's vision mission strategy and sometimes even the tactics because that will help them grow in their own career paths so for example since i am from the it world in the it world if i aspire to join an organization or i am looking for a job coming out of college if i understand the strategy of an organization what are they investing in what is their vision uh, where will their future investments go then i can train myself to align to that vision and strategy so if a company is investing in cloud artificial intelligence or machine learning then if i am trained or certified in those areas then my potential to get a job if i am a student looking for a job or my potential to grow and get promoted to senior positions if i am already employed in the company is that much more if i am observing this the business strategy of the company and equipping myself to contribute to that strategy so it's very critical to understand the strategy of an organization yeah i think uh, you touched upon the points of studying about the company and understanding their uh, vision and strategy and based on that one has to prepare in order to get placed in that particular organization and once they get placed and if they become an employee how should an employee get aligned to the overall business strategy yes uh... that's a very good question again um, as we all know in the it field things are literally changing every 6 months whether it is technology or strategy so if an employee is keenly following the strategy of their company so for example mm-hmm. if i am in a it product company and my product in the last several years has been based on cobol core now because of change in various factors the company decides i want to move to java microservices and my product should be cloud ready mm-hmm. then if the employees are actually tracking the strategy of the company not taking it as something for the seniors then they will know that this change is going to happen and they equip themselves get trained themselves irrespective of whether the company is sponsoring that training programs or not that's a separate issue altogether but if i as an employee uh, invest in my own training to pick up skills in java microservices or cloud then i can ask for those new challenging projects prove my capabilities 
and uh, grow in the organization because i will be seen as somebody who is proactively contributing to the strategy of the organization to the growth of the organization yeah i think you have touched upon a very important aspect which uh, many people overlook and uh, this reminds me a situation in the past when i was part of a major uh, uh, multinational conglomerate uh, we had to migrate from one erp to another erp and also at that point in time we maintained uh, mainframe systems and even some of our it applications from mainframe systems have to be migrated to the new erp and we have had certain employees who were with the system for 25 to 30 years and they were uh, quick enough in terms of uh, adapting to the uh, new erp system and they have gone above and beyond their call of duty and pursued some uh, certifications and i i now see them in successful global leadership positions so this is a very very important tip thanks for sharing uh, uh, prasad and how does a strategic level business decision impact the employees either positively or negatively yeah it has been changing the job scenario uh, for all of us as employees in organizations has been changing over the period of time mm-hmm. i think earlier during our parents time if you got a job then you would grow in the job and you could assume an automatic promotion if you spent a certain number of years in each position i don't think that is true any longer uh, even if you have spent uh, i know people who have spent 8 to 10 years in call centers and they continue to remain in that same position but but if the employees have looked at where the organization is investing what is the strategy of the organization uh, and they have invested in themselves uh, in uh, getting trained in getting certified in the areas where the strategy is keen to invest for the organization and they have uh, gone and requested for training or projects in those areas then they have grown sometimes the employees have grown faster than the organization itself because management sees those employees uh, driving the growth of the organization and the strategy itself uh, and the employees contribute to that strategy after a certain point in time because they understand the strategy better than some of the people already there in the senior management so i have seen employees grow faster than the organization because they have aligned to the strategy and understood the strategy better than most mm-hmm. and there is a negative scenario as well i mean if you choose not to train yourself or even participate in trainings that the company may organize then when the company may decide you are slowing down the growth and then you may become redundant you know that's the sad mm-hmm. yeah i can, i can relate this one quote which says the early bird gets the first worm so which means if an organization is in the transformation or on the verge of uh, adapting some big change initiatives whoever is willing to be part of that change as an early adopter they are going to make big thank you for those insights prasad while we are on the strategic level discussions you know as a technologist and as a business leader you had the opportunity to work with the cxos across the industry what are the typical conversations like when you have those discussions with them yeah 
So for most part of my career, I have been working in the intersection point of banking and technology. So I largely work with banks and uh, banking is evolving rapidly as we all know. And there is a famous quote from Bill Gates where he said, we all require banking, but we don't need banks, right? So that's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very... Um, dicey position if you are working in a bank or you are running a bank, right? So that is where the conversation is. And today we see a lot of fintechs and new technology companies uh, getting into banking related services. You see Google Pay, you see Amazon wallets and everybody is getting into different kinds of uh, banking services. So my conversation with banks is around that, how they can continue to offer their services at much cheaper rates but with the same level of security and uh, offering the technology uh, and convenience at the level of what an Amazon or a Google can give like a simple uh, online service right so that's where the conversations are mostly are because most of the banks are heavily regulated by various government agencies have been in existence, if not for hundreds of years in Europe and UK and other places in US. In India, at least, banks are more than 70, 80 years old. Uh, And so they don't have the advantage of a Google or an Amazon to quickly move. They have to deal with this legacy uh, technologies, legacy baggage and regulations. And all the conversation is about how can banks move beyond being a simple basic banking service provider to be able to give comfortable, easy to use services that the current generation requires while still maintaining the trust, right? So today, uh, most of us will trust our money still with a bank. I'm not sure we will trust Google or Amazon with our monies as much as we would trust a bank. Uh, Hopefully that will continue for banks. And uh, while banks want to retain that trust, they also want to make services easy to use like a Google or Amazon. So our conversations are around how banks can build their strategies to move into that direction, to not just survive as a bank, but to effectively contribute in this economy where digital requirements, digital solutions are critical and therefore a technology strategy is important not just a business strategy in the olden days uh, when we learned software engineering people said business will give us requirements and then technology should implement then it slowly changed to technology uh, strategy needs to align to business strategy but today if you look at google pay or uber or any of these Technology is also deciding business strategy to some extent. It is not one-way street flowing from business down to technology, but many times technology drives the business strategy. So they are both hand-in-hand in contributing to the growth of banks and institutions, and they work very closely together. So my conversations are around how banks can evolve into that space. That's a great uh, insights into the CXO level conversations, especially from the banking and financial sector, Prasad. You know, that actually prompted me to ask this follow-up question. In the earlier times, like you rightly said, 
you know technology used to be an enabler now technology is part and parcel of any business strategy and it is in the core like the customer experience so when you talk about the customer experience and digital transformation so like uh, call it the bots for customer service facial recognition to have better authentication you know coupled with uh, artificial intelligence machine learning or uh, new neuro linguistic programming i think all these coupled together will give the better customer experience a seamless engagement model for the customers and at the same time how technology can actually enforce some of the compliance related activities as well in this uh, regulated uh, arena what do you think about that absolutely uh, you are uh, perfect to the point right on one side you have technology which makes our life easier at the click of a button you can pay for something that you want in the color or shape that you want and within 24 hours it is shipped to your house so there is so many players working in the back end to make that happen right from your e-commerce portal to the banking side and the logistics side that is one side of it at the same time if you are paying using your bank account or credit card you don't want that security to be compromised you don't want uh, your credit card details or bank details to be compromised so that is where the banks come in and the artificial intelligence and uh, regulatory technologies that are there play a large role in that so, uh, on the other end of the spectrum the one end of the spectrum is you have the customer facing technologies the other end of the spectrum is all of these technologies working in the back end so that the moment you click how do they all integrate with each other while maintaining the security while meeting all regulatory requirements like the central bank and other security requirements at the same time you don't want the process to take like 10 minutes for you to get a confirmation of shipment right you want it to happen within 5 seconds so all of that is because of the technology that is working in the backend yeah i think technology plays a very vital role and as you have mentioned business and technology roles are blurred so it is necessary for everyone to have that particular acumen towards contemporary technologies and see the fitment of it in terms of how can we enable better customer experience i think uh, this kind of discussions will definitely be thought provoking and at the same time encourages uh, employees at mid uh, leadership level and at various levels to think differently and come up with innovative solutions thank you for those uh, wonderful insights so prasad many of the millennials are highly aspirational you know today and they want to lead businesses as soon as they can which i think is you know amazing thing at what career stage you know you think they can start learning more about the core of the business and how can one become a better business leader yeah i think that's a very good question uh, because uh, the economy is finally driven by individuals and not just by large organizations and there is no age uh, for uh, for somebody to become a business leader or even to set up their own business you could you hear of kids starting up business when they are still in school and uh, most of the technology companies have been started by people who have dropped out of college and there are businesses where people have started when they are uh, 50 years plus of age so 
in terms of age i don't think there is a particular age when you can start a business or become the leader of your business but it is something that should be driven by deep passion to do something uh, the moment you if especially if it is your own business and you aspire to be a leader in that business then there is no working hour and personal life separation at least in the initial couple of years you need to be having a deep passion for that business you especially also for the business to grow and for yourself to grow in that business you should understand what are the problems that you are trying to solve your business is trying to solve and more importantly is somebody willing to pay for that solution to resolve that problem because finally it will be that payment which will meet your economic needs help you to grow help you to sustain help your business to grow and also your family to survive along with you if you have dependents and if you want to take on employees then that payment will help you to pay them so while there is no rule to become a leader uh, and set up your own business and grow especially as an entrepreneur you should expect 100% commitment there is very rarely an entrepreneur who has succeeded while doing part time business part time business is only to do pass your time but if you want to become a leader it has to be 100 plus percent commitment same thing goes if you are an employee within a company nowadays you hear the term called intrapreneur you work in growing as an entrepreneur within a large organization or a small organization and when we discussed earlier we said if you are aligning with the strategy of the organization you are contributing to the strategic goals of the organization and working as an intrapreneur that is you are investing in yourself to help the organization achieve the goal then 9 times out of 10 uh, you will be recognized as a person who is leading things from the front and who will help the organization grow and achieve its goals and therefore you are recognized as a leader within the organization so prasad the i think uh, passion to make a difference and commitment are required uh, for anyone to be a successful entrepreneur and at the same time if somebody want to grow as a leader maybe they have to align to the organization strategy and start working as intrapreneur i think these are all very beautiful tips now when we are talking to our guests the seasoned leaders like you who have already proven yourself and grown big in your area we often come across the importance of mentorship so what is mentorship for you and how do you think it helps any individual grow both on personal and on professional fronts yeah i think mentorship has helped me personally grow a lot to me simple example that i can think of is we can't learn everything ourselves first hand for example we can't learn that the fire is dangerous by burning ourselves uh, first time right so somebody has told us that that is fire it will be hot and if you go too near you will get burnt so we know that we should not go so mentorship is something like that in my personal uh, experience and uh, sometimes uh, especially the younger kids think that you should have one mentor and you should try to follow them in my view you can have more than one mentors at any given point in time depending on what your goals in life are at that point and you don't really need to have that mentor in person working with you uh, you can have an ekalavya kind of a relationship with your mentor 
and learn from them so for example um, in if uh, setting up a business and running something new is an example that you would like to learn from then steve jobs is a good mentor uh, how he set up apple as a company even though he was thrown out of the company how he came back and set up completely from scratch a new business there are so many things to learn similarly and you have uh, so many other people uh, whom you can see study their life uh, read up about them and learn so you can have an ekalavya relationship and like i said you may have somebody who is your mentor in person or otherwise for a career you can have somebody for life training in terms of how to handle the challenges in life and you could have somebody mentoring you how to balance life and work because we see today kids these days are under a lot of stress especially with the covid kind of scenario sitting at home i know people are saying i have to work 20 hours earlier i used to go to office i log out from office at least i used to have free time you know so you could have a mentor who can coach you how to balance work and life so you don't need to have one mentor you don't need to have that mentor physically meeting you couple of times in a month mm-hmm. read and learn so in my view i have taken that approach in my life and i have learned a lot from people sometimes uh, the people who have taught me may not know that they have been teaching i see i observe i learn how they handle situations and uh, they have been my mentor so it has helped me and i think everybody who is keen to learn and grow in life uh, mentorship is a very good way to look at it by observing and learning from people willingness to learn by observing and following the leaders best practices even though they may not have direct relationship with you that you can have that camaraderie one on one great points so prasad with so many things going around you you know especially when you are taking the bigger and much larger portfolios what helps you in moving forward so very early in life one of my mentors uh, taught me to make goals you know so if you write a goal down it is making yourself clear about what you want to achieve we talked about uh, strategy and vision and mission for an organization earlier i think personally every person who is investing in any form of education it is somebody's money that is being invested they should make a goal and i have this habit of making one year three year and five year goals and i make it a habit what do i need to achieve this goal and then at the end of each year i see what i have been able to achieve in the one year goal so am i moving towards achieving my three year and five year goals or do i need to make up somewhere or do i sometimes maybe i need to adjust my goals for three year five year right so i have the habit of writing down my goals at the end of the year it may not be a cal- calendar year january to december but i sit typically once in a year i make down 3 4 5 points that i want to achieve that will be aligned to my 3 year goal 5 year goal what has helped me what has not helped me what do i need to do myself in terms of upskilling in terms of maybe investment in terms of unlearning some bad habits that i may have picked up all of these things i make a note and then i adjust my strategy and goals so that uh, and sometimes uh, i change my 3 year 5 year goals so that has helped me grow 
and that has also helped me manage uh, more difficult engagements grow as a person both professionally and personally that is really great uh, prasad you know overall we really appreciated your insights in this overall episode it was a great conversation on various aspects of business starting from vision strategy the tactics that you need to work on um, amazing things and this conversation gave us a glimpse of how organizations think at the broader level and how they build their long term strategy and as employees how you know we all can align align ourselves to make the best out of it and obviously at the end the learning unlearning adjusting recalculating uh, this tip i think will be really useful for our listeners thank you very much prasad thank you very much sudhakar garu navin garu it has been a, a great pleasure talking to you and discussing these things which are very relevant whether it is at our age at our stage in career or for somebody just passing out of college i think these are very key issues that all of us uh, get through each day in our careers so it's been a great pleasure talking to you about this thank you prasad dear listeners to know more about our speaker and the content visit or follow us on social media or feel free to email us all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about ticker tape symbol of a company in case if you are not aware of what a ticker tape is it is a computerized device that relays financial information to investors around the world for example xyz company will display their share price whether it has grown or shrunk from their previous day with red or green indication typically it is found in all the stock exchanges and you know on the new york stock exchange have you wondered what would be the ticker tape symbol for a beverages company called ab inbev ab inbev is anheuser busch company and the ticker tape symbol for that company is a bud b u d because the company manufactures the world famous budweiser beer interesting isn't it If you would like to share any trivias please feel free to share them through email and our email address is the guiding voice for you at the rate gmail.com or sms us or text us at india number 9494587187 we will not only share best trivias in future episodes we will also announce your names again We are open for suggestions on topics that you would like to hear from us through our email address. Our email address is the guiding voice number 4 letter u at the rate gmail.com. You may also WhatsApp us on our India number 9494587187. Like our page on Facebook facebook.com/the guiding voice number 4 letter u or follow us on twitter twitter.com/guidingvoice to stay tuned about our future episodes we are also available on instagram as the guiding voice for you also please subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com/c/the guiding voice there is more in store until next time have a wonderful time thank you for listening take care and be safe Thank you.